Welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today, on the day before Halloween ends, arrives in theaters at long last. It's Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Well, hi. How are you? Happy Halloween ends day before uh, Beverly Hills recap day. Isn't it such a special day? Well, thank day? you. I thought for some reason I kept thinking it was yesterday, and I was so excited to watch Kyle possibly get, you know, Michaeled. I mean, I know that's mm-hmm. really rude, but it's a horror movie, okay? I don't mean in real life I want to see Kyle die, but in the movie I do. Because, girl, mm-hmm. I just keep going back to those movies waiting. You know, the last one I was like, and she doesn't die? She's the only person in town that can run? Fucking Kyle. Because that big backyard that she has with Mauricio that she runs around in. So she got away. But, you know, I'm very excited to see what they do because she's really stretching out her acting chops this time. And she is reading tarot cards. So wow. I saw the preview. Cards. Yes, I'm very excited. Wow, wow! I'm just trying to imagine what Kyle, as a tarot card reader, was it w- would be like. I can imagine <laughs> her flipping your card, like, "Oh, this card, this card right here means you're not being open and honest. You have to be more open and honest if you want to have a better tarot card." The two of cups. I have two cups with bears on them from Ralph Lauren. So <laughs> she's bragging every little thing. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to watch Halloween ends because I don't watch horror movies. Sorry to say this, everyone. I oh, get, I'm scared of horror movies. I don't like, what I'm scared. Wuss. I don't care. What you can say that to me. Wuss. Let me sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me, which is a lie. They all break my bones. <laughs> but you watch the ultimate horror show to me, Survivor. People just stuck on an island without a home goods. Like that. That's yeah, what that is, scares me. I'm not going to watch that shit. But Survivor is a disaster these days. I have not watched the latest episode, but um, for whatever reason, this season, they're really leaning into sob stories. I mean, there's always a good amount of that. Every season, there's always someone who's overcome something terrible or there was like a death or there was a there was an illness. And that's fine. Like, I'm fine with those. But this season, they're giving it to everyone. There was one girl who was like, I have ADHD. And as a kid... Because of my ADHD, the teacher had to work with me a little bit harder. And then the kids saw that and they started calling me stupid. So for me to be out here right now to be doing this, I'm like, okay, you cannot compete with a woman who that. lost her leg. Okay, I'm sorry. What is that? Because I watched, I started watching, I think it was last season, and it was like that. It was like, this guy, you know, lost his nose in a, you know, <laughs> farming accident. And he's gluten intolerant. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I just want to do this for my wife. Who's like, I mean... <laughs> It's, God knows, you know, I mean, it was just too much. It was, too I think it's, this is like a Jeff, this is, I'm going to blame Jeff Probst because he's always trying to have these moments. He'll be like on the show, there'll be a, a challenge and some poor lady is like swimming 
to the shore against like a riptide and she finally gets to the shore and we have to stop the entire show for Jeff Probst to say, Lindy, wow, now that's what Survivor's all about, pushing through. How does that make you feel? How did it make you feel to see Lindy swimming? Lindy, do you ever want to swim again? Okay, how does it make you? He's like really trying to have these like big Let's Emmy moments. all fucking cry, yeah, for Lindy yeah. swimming across like, the river. Come get on, back Lindy. To the, get back to the scheming. Lindy made it to shore. I don't need hey, to blow Lindy, on this moment. Get a fucking job, Lindy. <laughs> okay, that's me as a host. What are you doing out here wasting your time? Get a job. Fucking losers. You bunch of anyway, losers. Uh, speaking of survival anyway is and right, each other guess, out. Guess down. who does not give a shit about Survivor today? Anybody listening to this show? Okay, this is no, that's Real right. Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion time. How dare we? The ultimate tribal time? council is the Beverly Hills <laughs> reunion. Uh, but before we dive into it, a few reminders. This is Crap It's On Demand. Hi, everyone. So you can watch us. You can watch Ronnie's checking his, his mouth right now. So you can I watch that. I think I that. forgot to shave at the corner of my mouth right well, here. I hate when this. that happens. There's like oh. that one little hair and then it pokes you and then you can't stop licking it like Kyle. Uh, but uh, why do uh, you have so uh, many uh, angles uh. on your face? Like, I mean, and I'm chubby, so it's like moving my face, you know, like holding it back. And it, like what? Shaving my face is like shaving my nuts these days. It's like lifting it up and like... <laughs> Like, you know, squatting to try. And I still have a piece of goddamn hair there. It's so annoying. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Well, no, it's fine. It's fine. It, this is our life. People tune in not to hear about recaps, but to hear about our lives. <laughs> right. But um, right. uh, this is Crap is on Demand. Go to patreon.com slash watch what crappens. Uh, if you sign up on Crap is on Demand level, you get access to this video. We'll also be doing one for Salt Lake City, probably going up later today. That was also a bonkers episode. Um, you'll have access to our bonus episode. Our bonus episode this week is going to be the Winter House premiere. We'll have that up yes. tomorrow. We'll have the Southern Charm reunion up tomorrow. And if you were wondering where our Below Deck Med recap was, it's attached to our Real Girlfriends in Paris recap. It's a lot of content. And, um, uh, you know, we're just kind of trying to stay afloat here. And we are doing it because, wow, yeah. I am floating with rage huge rage oh and also take a seat really? on monday night yeah well i'm this, this reunion made me angry uh Did I'm it? Not gonna, yeah hell yeah um i uh but i'm not gonna but i'm gonna come from a place of joy because the anger is joy and i don't want to be super ranty because how many times can i rant but i mean hey, a lot of times there's 26 episodes you can rant 26 damn time or 25 episodes go for it Listen, 24. God, I'm stupid. God, I really just don't leave numbers out of it. They just cut an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. 22. So uh, are you talking about the Diana stuff later on? Di the uh, well, the Diana what stuff. What an asshole. Well, the Diana stuff is I didn't is even rage over it because Diana was put in her place yeah, I so agree. beautifully. And I love these fake-ass people. It's like, congratulations for fucking your way into piles of money, lady. Congratulations. And it doesn't work here. Okay? This is, this is like... A housewives show. Everyone is so equalized. It doesn't matter how rich you are or who you are. You will all be treated like crap. Okay. Yeah. Welcome. Well, Welcome. I just, I was angry. The Diana thing, I, I'm with you, which is like, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, she's, she's a piece of shit who's probably not coming back. Okay. I was angry no, at, she's um, not coming back. Yeah. I, I was angry at the, um, I was angry at what I felt was a lot of hypocrisy on stage tonight. Like, I, especially in the Crystal segment, I thought I, it really bothered me. Kyle's energy, the, Kyle's scrutiny towards Crystal 
and and her inability to extend that same energy and scrutiny towards people like Rena and Erica really frustrates me because oh, I yeah. I just I especially and especially as we sit here and we talk about um why didn't Crystal say it? You know, you said there was something dark. What did they say? What did she say? What did you have to say it? You can't just not say it. And then Kyle a second later says, Well, I know why your 14 friends dropped you, but that's not for me to say. Like in the same segment, she pulls that <laughs> bullshit. Like that's what drives me nuts on this show. Yeah, it's terrible. But what was kind of the great evener for me was that Kyle showed up like Dorit. She showed up trying to look like Dorit. And that just just that insecurity to be reading rumors all season and long and then show up blonde looking like Dorit. Yeah, with wind chime I mean, earrings. it just made me feel so good. I was like, oh, fuck off, Kyle. But I did it with such a smile on my face. You know? Felt yeah. so good. Well, the episode opens up with the reunion trailer, which is really one of the finest reunion trailers they've ever done. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I'm full of rage, but it was a great hour, I'm gonna say. Like, it's it's already off to a great, great hour. Uh, it's a three-part reunion. Um, the trailer was wonderful. Everyone's probably seen it. There's no need to go into it, but it was a great oh, trailer. Oh, no, let's do it. We have to. We never recap the trailer, because it's good. It doesn't just show what's coming up. So we see 9.47 p.m., and Kyle like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to say you for a toast, Andy. Can I leave? Can I leave, Andy? And he's like, Doug, what do you want to do? Kyle's a wreck. And then we see 23 minutes earlier. Kyle's still fucking crying. So there you go, everybody. It's a promise of at least an hour of Kyle crying. Okay? Because yep. if this is 23 minutes earlier, one hour earlier is Garcelle saying you're going to hurt Kyle, which mm-hmm. means it's a whole hour of Kyle crying. So... Buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a very soggy, soggy ride. Yeah, and it's a lot of Kathy going right after Rinna, which is wonderful. I said on Take yes. a Seat that this, to me, is a full, um, I don't know the right word, but it's, it's basically showing how production is fully on Kathy's side here. It's an acknowledgement that people want to see Rinna get her comeuppance, uh, because otherwise they would have shown clips of Rinna coming for Kathy. But this is actually, they are leaning into, they are advertising this reunion on the back of Kathy going full charge on Rinna, at Rinna, putting Rinna in her place. So that to me shows like they are, they're team Kathy. They're team, I, you know, I don't know yet. I think that they're tricking us. I think that Kathy is going to get her comeuppance on this. I think some bad mm. stuff's going to come out and they're making it look, I feel like they're tricking us. They're trolling us. They're like making us all cheer. And then they're going to pull a fast one and be like, and here's what Kathy said. And it's going to show Kathy in the club and she's going to come out in blackface and just like <laughs> start screaming the F word at people and like, you know, tossing little people or something. Like she's just going to be horrible. She's there gonna is be, that, always that risk. I'm worried that I'm worried. I have to say I'm worried. Well, but, you know, in a, I mean, in a that smiley Ka- way, that may be Kathy's undoing. But the fact that they are advertising, you know, Kathy on the offense shows that they are. That's uh, to me, that shows a bias for her in, in the sense that they it seems to me like production realizes people were not here to see Kathy get taken down. So they're going to lead with Kathy being like the aggressor with the hopes that like to lure us in with the idea that Rin is going to be taken down. Whether it happens or not is a whole other issue. That's up to them. So we open with Erica. Everybody's getting ready. You know, it's that. And Erica's getting like a child's barrette from the dollar store, you know, mm-hmm. clipped to her plastic hairpiece by Laya. And she's like, I had this mistake, God damn it. Oh God, I'm having a breakdown. I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. 
and everyone's arriving at the studio and at one point Dorit shows up and Kyle is like on like a little balcony she goes hi Dorit <laughs> Dorit's like did somebody say hi gee huh some of the someone saying hi to me I, I just love the idea that like she she couldn't source the hello and she couldn't recognize Kyle's voice so she's just looking around bewildered yeah and uh it's like look up dorit it's a balcony there you are Coyle! <laughs> so then um on the set well we see garcelle and sutton too they're in each other's dressing room i guess garcelle's and garcelle's like do you want a bacon you want a little piece of bacon and i like that it's like an ed- extra added fuck you to diana you know she's like, mm. let's make a bacon cheers okay yeah i'm not even on vacation bacon eating vegetarian so um, more glam. Vegetarian. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if anything happens to my bacon, I'm coming for you. So then Andy's on set it's and Britta comes out. And she's got a manila envelope, which mm. is very Lisa Vanderpump. Very, very. Like she's got the official, I'm doing business because I have a manila envelope in my hand right now. <laughs> I mean business. And Andy's like, wow, manila envelope. Wow, I'm manila envelope. Love your boob job. And um, Rinna's like, fuck yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Poor Rina. On. I can't wait to see what's in that manila. I just cannot wait to see what's in I there. Just, I just feel bad. I feel like the reunions have moved into a binder phase. And the fact that she's still doing manila envelopes when everyone knows that now it's all about <laughs> three-hole punch. Little side pockets. Dividers. I know. Trapper, keeper, or die. You know? I know. Look, you don't get to bring on a manila envelope. <laughs> manila envelope. You're Beverly Hills. Okay? You are more than a manila envelope. Okay? You have to show that you're someone who went to Staples. And well, she's been threatening this because on her Instagram, she was putting pictures of um, the manila envelope. And it says receipts. It says Aspen receipts. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Kathy did as far as throwing stuff and calling Kyle names that could be printed. But I love it. I love yeah. the idea of, Zara, of Rena in a FedEx Kinko's, you know, <laughs> just trying to print stuff out for her manila envelope. <laughs> in large, large font. So uh, Andy's like, Garcelle, are you on Ryan yet? I just joined. And she's like, no. She's like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, if you're on there, maybe I will. (laughs) And they're all sitting on. Kyle got a boob reduction. It's big news on Kyle. And she's like, Mm. I'm so happy. I didn't need to be a double D. Ew, gross. (laughs) Double Ds. I realized uh, the larger my film rolls, the smaller my breasts need to be. Oh, God. So Andy's like, we are joined by the exquisite women of Beverly Hills. Well, let me start by saying this is the chicest reunion we've ever had. The chicest. <laughs> like laughs at his chic, his yeah. chic humor. And as you can see by the empty spot on the sofa, we are one housewife short today. Diana is not feeling well. She has freighted the reunionitis, and we will hope to be checking in with her from her home in a little bit. Turns out, money can't buy you courage, you fucking wimp. Okay, let's move on. You know what? uh, We have to say, by the way... You know, we gave Brandy Redman a lot of shit for um, when sh- Brandy and Carrie, when they showed up on the Dallas reunion last year, they had COVID and they put those like TVs on a chair and they were there with that bad hotel lighting and <laughs> all shadowy and looking terrible. And we were just sort of giving them so much shit for looking so bad. 
And uh, but actually, in retrospect, they got it right. They did it right. They were they they conveyed illness in a way that Diana was not able to convey with her glam and like fireplace and beautiful hair. And it made me realize yeah. there is an art to, to calling in sick on a reunion. I think Diana did that on purpose. She's just like, I'm allergic to poor. Sorry. Yeah. I'm too rich to be there. Fuck you guys. I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> so uh, Garcelle's de- dressed as a dominatrix. And uh, so they comment on that. And Andy comments on Kyle's blonde hair. And uh, then it's, <laughs> he doesn't do anything with Crystal. Yeah. He's like, wow, love your hair. Are those smaller blooms? Wow. Tell me about your stroll in the park. Kevin, do you like parks? Tell me about. <laughs> and there's Crystal. Hi, Dorit. Yeah. Hi, Dorit. I don't think Andy likes Crystal. I get that vibe because he literally says, hi, Crystal. Great to see you. And she goes, you too. How are you? And he goes, <laughs> He like <laughs> chuckles, like, why are you responding to me right now? And he just moves on. Uh, wow, Doreen, you always give us such dramatic hair, Doreen. And then we see um, her wild hair, and I love that they included like a simple bun and a ponytail. Like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that's like pony- watching Drag Race. <laughs> that ponytail was reciting a monologue from Macbeth. It was very, it's dramatic hair. Bubble, bubble, toy line, bubble, bubble, bubbly, 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 toilet, troubly. <laughs> Erica, how do you explain your look tonight, honey boo boo? And um, Erica's like, when in doubt, go for ginger and casino. Really, Erica, a shady lady who uses old gross rich men steals and scams and then dies of a drug overdose spoiler great <laughs> great costume great thinking there Erica. it was very costumey because i before she said casino you know her she's wearing like a blue dress with all these sort of like kind of geometric patterns but like three-dimensional patterns on it looks very ice icy and i'm like oh let me guess are we doing ice queen again how novel how novel the the ex- yeah. like the brandishing the ice queen thing again wow yeah she looks like one of those tables where you break the glass and then they glue the glass in different you know <laughs> yeah what do you call we're, that we were it's just like a, it's like a mosaic art. weren't we just a sharing mosaic, some diys yes. on that like a month ago i feel like i <laughs> i definitely looked up several diys i was like i'm gonna make a coffee table like that I, I was so excited and then it was like you must have this chemical i was like nope never mind bye <laughs> Going away from um, So then Andy is, let's see. Oh, Rena, of course, um, of course, starts with Lois. She's like, I feel good. I've got Lois with me, Andy, this little bird from Mexico. I feel like angels are protecting me, Andy. <laughs> angels. <laughs> Lois, God bless you, Lois. I'm like, okay, Rena, <laughs> you're in deep shit in this reunion. But nice try. Nice try with the little tchotchke you stole from the hotel say- room. I was going to say, it's a good thing your mom was hanging out at the tchotchke shop. Yeah. Little, I've got little... a little bar of soap from the hotel room in Mexico, Andy. I always I got loved a, this. A tiny, tiny shampoo that says eau de douche. And this is this is Lois right here. It's like, that's from your that's from your hotel. <laughs> um so uh so Andy's like, okay, cool. Hey, this season when the ladies weren't killing each other, they were dying of laughter. One confusing charity at a time. Okay, let's look at homeless not toothless segment right now. 
So we get to see Homeless Not Toothless and them all not being able to say it. And then we get to also relive Jamie Lee Curtis coming to Kyle's house and presenting all these gifts from her gift bag. And Doree being like, now that is chic. That Wow, chic. I have never seen some wind chimes. So chic is that. That is chic. Wow, an album by La Chic. 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 Commercials. Here comes one right now. Uh, so he's like, well, guys, Jamie Lee Curtis is here. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, just kidding that I'm kidding. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my God. And they all act like Jamie Lee Curtis is Adele. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis has ever <laughs> received this kind of uh, welcome. I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis and everything, but she is the Activia lady these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, like yeah. he's next the pillow guy. It's like, yeah, you're going to love these pillows. <laughs> Not the my pillow guy. So uh, <laughs> I was about to say, there, that Cohen. sounds, that sounds more you. like it. But um, yeah, she comes sauntering out and she, I mean, she is, I don't know why she doesn't have her Academy Award because the performance she puts on here pretending like she's enjoying this entire experience is wonderful. She just comes on out <laughs> and everyone's just so happy. Kyle gives her a big hug, of course, and Jamie sits next to her. And I love the Chiron they put up. Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween ends. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm happy that they upgraded it from Kyle's friend. But <laughs> it's like we don't. She doesn't need. She doesn't need a subtitle. It's just say Can Jamie just, Lee Curtis. I just need it always to say a fish called Wanda, or like I don't care, you know. <laughs> so yeah. um, she's like, "Oh my God, your show, guys, your show." <laughs> she reminds me of an actor. All the actors I've ever waited on, except Kathy Baker, who was, was not very nice. <laughs> not, but um. Right. Actually, she wasn't mean at all. I was just crazy. But She's mean, um, let's be honest. just in case Kathy Baker's out there somewhere, someone's like, "Oh my God, Mom, you won't believe this guy just said you're mean." She's like, "How dare he?" Um, but every actor you wait on acts like this, where they're like, "I want to just be known as a good person." They're like, "Hi, <gasps> wait, do you prefer I call you server or waiter?" Because I understand the struggle. God, isn't it hard pouring water? God, the things you do. Can you believe? He noticed when my water was low. And then he came over and he poured some water. God bless it. I wish I'd. Here, take this fork. Take this fork. (laughs) I've autographed this fork with my spit. (laughs) You've done something really great here today, young man. (laughs) So she has that tone of voice where she's like, this show? I had no idea how much of an impact this show had. You know, the day this aired was the biggest day of my charity. It's also the most tweets I got that said, stop talking to Kyle, you stupid slut. <laughs> and you're probably going to die young. Well, too late, miss that boat. But you're going to die before you're really, really old, you ugly heifer. <laughs> so that was nice. That was nice. Yeah, and she says, and, you know, I mean, it took, me. It took you know, Kyle's been begging me to come on this show for years and years and years. And I said... I don't do trash television, but you know what? Maybe I'll rethink that now because I just want to say we had so such a good response and I've rebranded our charity as the chicest children's charity. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My husband, Christopher Guest, came up with that one. And I have renamed the, renamed the Dorit Chic Windchime because I will tell you something about your genuine enthusiasm changed my Company and Dorit's like, oh, 
<laughs> I did like, it. I've been told it before. Booker the pepper shake, shake, shake. <laughs> and uh, so she's excited. And Jamie Lee's like, "Yeah, Dorit. Until I met you, I just thought it was a wind chime. Then I talked to you for about five minutes and listened to all those empty vessels banging up." against each other and somehow making a noise coming out of your mouth. And I thought, I'm naming the wind chime after you. (laughs) And my gift to everyone is, this is crazy, this is Halloween related, the gift that you're about to receive. Well, originally they pitched that I would take you all to lunch and would have a pumpkin themed lunch. And I said, I'm not spending any more time than I need to. So what we've done is we've taken a whole bunch of plastic pumpkins and we've carved shapes in them that sort of look like your faces, but also kind of look like the cast of the Smurfs. Anyway, enjoy. Do you know how much money these women have spent to not have pumpkin faces? Okay. <laughs> it was not <laughs> flattering. You... <laughs> oh, I should post my, <laughs> by the way, my really Ramona pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> so I, Andy's, oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was just going to say whoever did Crystal's pumpkin did her so dirty. That was like the craziest of all the pumpkins. I was like, that is not nice to do the crystal. She really the gets crystal it. The crystal pumpkins reunion. just turned backwards. So it just looks like a regular pumpkin. <laughs> Rob's just holding it up. Like, Rob, stop trying to do Pride Rock with the pumpkin. This is everyone, even Andy's dissing her pumpkin. It's like, please turn that pumpkin around. Thank you. Don't want to say <laughs> hi to that pumpkin. So he's like, wow, you have played this role in Halloween for 45 years. Gosh, you've been running away from things almost as long as BK and Doreen. <laughs> And uh, she's like, oh, yeah. And, you know, horror fans are like housewives fans, which I thought was really funny. And Kyle's like, well, this is so unique, this relationship, because I knew her as a child, you know. And, I mean, she was a child, too. She was just a teenager, you know. And we're close. We're both mothers. We're both wives. Um, We both drive cars, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, We both live in neighborhoods with sidewalks. I mean, we are... We're like this, basically. We're, we both wear <laughs> mascara sometimes. Am I right, Jamie Lee? Am I right? <laughs> We're basically best friends. Jamie Lee's like, the longer you talk, the longer I have to sit out here. Quiet. So, and he's like, and uh, hey, when does this movie come out? I have no idea when it's coming out. Let's let the audience know. I'm like, we don't need Jamie to articulate it. I can barely see like her nostril because the rest of the screen is covered with Halloween ends in theaters tomorrow. <laughs> it's like Jamie Lee up here and then up from the bottom and then from the top. And then like Kyle, <laughs> like a picture of Kyle's face swirls through like Michael Myers. does like a tap dance routine across the middle of the screen. I'm like, I, I get what I know when it's coming out. It's all it's like literally my entire screen right now. And just in case you guys have forgotten how down to earth Jamie Lee is, um, she's like, Kyle, do you remember the first person I talked to when I came on set of The Real Housewives? The cameraman. That's right. Show the clip. I love that clip. I'm just so homey. And so they show the clip and she's like, hi, cameraman. I know I'm not supposed to talk to you, but I don't care because you know who really makes the show? You guys. It's all you guys. Hello, camera people. Hello, sound people. I don't see you. You're probably in a van somewhere. It's me, Jamie Lee Curtis. Hi, it's me. God, you're just as important as me. (laughs) She goes, I'm going to break every rule that's ever been on the show, starting with being accountable for my own actions. Wow, already broke the first rule. (laughs) You already broke the biggest rule on these shows. You have actually, you have actual acting talent, and you're here. Okay. Yeah, there's still potential. So, Jamie, um, and then, so, 
<laughs> and then and he's like, well, thanks, Jamie, for coming here for this totally spontaneous interview <laughs> where I was asking questions off the top of my head that happened to be written on these cards, too. And so she's like, thank you. And then she does exactly what you said. She says she like points to the crew and she goes, and thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank Without whom you. we would not be here. Am I right? Takes a village. Takes a village. <laughs> Bye. Bye, people without uh, faces on pumpkins. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. I got you all some of those tiny pumpkins that you see at the supermarket by the checkout that you think, should I get one yeah. of those? She's just throwing Pez, pumpkin-shaped Pez dispensers at their head as she walks off. Um, here's the other thing I noticed. Erica is damn terrified. When she said at the beginning she was terrified, I mean, Erica gives this look. Here, I'm going to show it. I'm going to have to share it. Whoever's watching on this on Craftsman's On Demand, this just kills me. Present, share screen. Let's do it. Not the porn. Not the porn. Don't show the porn. Okay, you show here. the porn. I don't look at porn. Okay. Well, on my computer. It's too big. So um, look at it. Look at this terrified face that Erica has. This terrifies bronzed face. She shows it about 20 times and I was cracking up. I can't wait to see what they bring Erica. This yeah. Episode. It'll be good. So Andy goes, can I ask a dumb question? And Erica goes, when don't you? He goes, whoa. Just so I'm just a little bit of hot, bitter. I guess I'm just bitter. And he's like, and we're just getting started. Unless we're Halloween, because Halloween's about to end. Halloween ends <laughs> in theaters Friday. This so. has all been so fun. Gotta love pumpkins. I like crystal. Okay, let's get serious. <laughs> Bullying. So we move into the Jacks attacked on Instagram by bots thing. And he's saying the comments were racist and unsettling. What's going on, guys? And Garcelle's like, well, listen, I mean, it's the most cruel thing anyone can do to a child. And it's the first week of high school for him. And then they're sending him my Playboy pictures. And it really hurt. And the one that affected us the most was the one that said, if it weren't for your white daddy, you would have a knee on your neck. I mean, right. Jesus Christ. 100% disgusting and like totally yes. unacceptable. And whoever whoever wrote that or commissioned it should just like throw themselves off a cliff. So uh, Garcelle, she's basically saying that she's trying to hold it together. And then Andy is like, Rina, you're one of the first people to condemn it. Why feel the need to speak out? I'm like, oh. Why well, feel the need to speak out? <laughs> uh, not only that, but Rena's co condemning it was such bullshit. Rena was the first one to go on so she could make sure we all knew it's not just Garcelle. It's all of us. It's all of our family. It's not about Garcelle's 14-year-old son getting racist comments. All of us are. You know, this was her, right. like, all lives matter uh, message that she put. She put, we're doing a TV show, something, something. Uh, for God's sake. Love to hate us, but leave the kids alone. Uh, going after her son is disgusting. Um, and it's just like what happened to Portia, Carl Richards' child. That's disgusting and acceptable. What you've done to my own kids is disgusting. The threats to the pretty mess's son, who's a fucking adult cop. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. You're, to put those all in the same category is fucking disgusting. And fuck you for doing that. That's really gross, Rena. Like, the first person who comes out against this isn't coming out against it at all, but they're pulling a Kyle and being like, but what about us? You right. know? And then that's gross. the segment actually kind of does become that because then Andy starts talking about how uh, they all are receiving such terrible um, comments on social media. And so we see. I, I didn't even bother writing them down, but like 
but we see all the different like terrible things that people have tweeted or commented or whatever to the entire cast. And uh, Erica's like, I don't like I death wrote him threats. Down. I wrote them down because I think they're important because, you know, the comments to this 14-year-old child and then the comments that a regular housewife is getting and them, them making that all equal pissed me off. It really pissed me off. The pretty mess. Feeling scared yet? The fur- further the season gets, the more you should be worried about being in public. Talk about a marked woman. Um, not nice. Still not the same as being racist to a 14-year-old child. Uh, cannot stand this beast, Lisa Rinna. Get her. Oh, yeah, guys. It's totally the same thing. Like, what the fuck are you doing over there? Yeah. It was uh, it, it was weird that, they that again, it pivoted to, like, look at what's happened to all the women here. And so, mm-hmm. uh, although I did think it was bad for Kyle, I remember whoever, whatever the tweet was, it was tweeted at Portia. Like, that's not cool at all. Like, I think that is really bad. Her so, said, how does it feel having a mean bully as a mom and that horrible guy to call your dad? Um, you know, it's not good. I'm not saying, like, it's fine for them to get bullied or their kids to get bullied. It's just not the same thing at all. It's not the same thing. Yeah. So Andy me. starts Andy starts talking about how um, several of the comments seem to be from bots. And uh, he's and he basically asked, did you think that someone in the group might have been behind it? And Garcelle's like, yeah. She's like, absolutely. I thought someone was behind it. And she's like, she's like, you know, I didn't know for a fact that they, you know, that anyone would have actually said these things, but maybe they, by per, by purchasing the, the bots, you know, it felt like they were, there was like a pattern of attacking my children and it felt like it was someone who didn't want me on the show. And this was a way to get me off the show because if you attack my children, most likely I'll leave. And, and so that's why I felt like it was someone on the show who may have done this. And I had not thought of that angle before. I thought that was really interesting um, and true, like good thinking. And she's like, and so that's why I felt that. But I do have an investigation going on my own. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not alone in saying I am appalled. And America, and then he starts telling us, you may love to hate us and hate to love us or whatever. But please remember, we condemn this kind of behavior. Really? Do you? Because you are you still have Diana and Rinna coming on here. They're the worst offenders of this shit. Don't, don't give me this load of shit. Don't start telling me I'm a fucking bully. Look to your right, sir, or your left. I think Rinna's on his left. <laughs> Listen, Look to your we left. Condemn- these mean tweets and vicious social media reactions we unequivocally condemn unless it's coming from one housewife to another and we can build a season off of it. <laughs> exactly. We condemn bullying we cannot monetize. Okay? <laughs> and Kyle's like, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Shut up, Kyle. And then, so then, and then it goes this pivot of like, now let's talk about Dorit's home invasion. I was like, whoa, okay. We're just going to dive right into that now. They really are. They're just like, fun and games and the worst things that happened this season. All right in a row. Let's go. <laughs> like those pumpkins have, are, have barely finished wheeling off of the set. I was like, we're into such heavy shit right now. I mean, the, 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 uh, the whiplash I'm getting between these topics is really intense. So we see the Dorit segment, her getting robbed, her having breakdowns and all that stuff. And so he's like, so God, that was hard to relive, wasn't it? God, that was hard. What segment was that? Someone, Dorit, Dorit, right. God, that was hard, Dorit. She's like, it was indeed. And he asks how her life has changed. And she's like, oh my God, what one thing that happens after trauma. There's not one aspect of your life that's not touched. Every time PK eats a Pringle, 
says one pop but can't stop i freak out and start crying andy that's what happens every little thing about it like yeah. all right and he's just like oh. he's like falling asleep <laughs> yeah she's talking about her trauma and everything and she's i mean she's going on a very serious stuff about how like her mama instinct kicked in to save her kids and she felt like you know if she could show that she wasn't a threat they'd leave her alone and and um you know and andy's asking he's saying you know there were he's like you know there were a lot of naysayers i mean people said who leaves a cell phone by the gate so you can call the cops and and uh there's also a theory that pk orchestrated the robbery as an insurance scam and she's like andy andy i'm struggling with just trying to get one Pringle out of the stack before PK attaches the entire can, okay? I have a lot of things to do than orchestrate one of these things. To assume that PK would pull off an insurance scam is to assume that PK would have the foresight to pay off the insurance in the first place. And let me tell you something, one of the worst creditors to have is the little green lizard asking for his money every month. <laughs> nook, nook, nook! Where'd you even get that tie, you're a lizard? <laughs> Um, so, and Andy's like, well, why do you think they let you have your phone back? And she says, you know, she was calm and she just, she said that she basically begged, like, let me call my husband. I have to call my husband. And then he, then Andy is like, and have you replaced any of the stolen items? She goes, well, I would never do a repeat purchase. So, I mean, <laughs> I may be traumatized, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um, so Kyle's like, yeah, it's cause it's last season. <laughs> and, uh, Andy is yawning and Dorit's like. <laughs> Really, Andy? Really? Am I boring you, Andy? Again? And then we get a clip of the last reunion where he was yawning at, at Dorit. <laughs> and he said this, this year he goes, sorry, I just swallowed a yawn. And then last year she goes, really, Andy? He goes, sorry, I just swallowed a yawn. It's like the literal exact same interaction. She said the exact thing last year. Am I boring you that much, Andy? <laughs> so funny. And she, he's like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Please continue. Please. And she's just staring him down. And she's like, I take it day by day. Fucking asshole. <laughs> she literally goes, this topic's a lot harder for me than it is for you, Andy. <laughs> yeah. And he asks her, so do you still have PTSD? And she goes, I have diagnosed PTSD. All right. Not just regular. All right. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's ghost came by and said, diagnosis. PTSD. <laughs> Don't try to give this the up and up version of Peter's <laughs> So then Kyle, who never misses an opportunity to, you know, make, make it the about trauma Kyle. her own. She goes, yeah. oh, guys, did I tell you guys that we were reached out to by the person who burglarized us and said he had our things? And everyone's like, what? And she goes, yeah, he reached out to my sister-in-law and said, I was the person who burglarized her home, you know, and I was put in jail and all of your items are in my grandmother's house. He's being really open and honest, guys. I think you should join the cast. <laughs> this story is so weird. So he calls the sister-in-law and says, I've got the stuff at my grandma's house. I'm in jail. Give me money. And so she sent him some money. What the fuck, Kyle? Sent money. And then he said, oh, no, I don't trust you guys. You're calling the police. And I said, I don't care about the police. I just want the stuff. And Erica's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? You should have had him get a fucking lawyer to keep all those purses in a drawer. Into um, but uh, this is shady. And Kyle, Andy, 
asks the question that was on my mind, which is, did you get your mom's ring? Because I was like, if yeah. anything sounds like a scam, this sounds like a scam. It sounds like Kyle got caught taking a picture with one of her items that she claimed was stolen and is now trying <sighs> to say, like, oh, but we got it back because they sold it back from the guy in jail calling my sister-in-law through the... There's some shadiness sounds yeah. in here for me. I wanted to know more about it because I wasn't sure did she actually get stuff back because it sounded like the guy got freaked out, but they sent him some money. And she's like, oh, it was only a little bit of money, which is probably like $75,000. And, um, and but it wasn't, I was like, did you get it back? Did you not get it back? And then Kyle goes, isn't that crazy? And Erica goes, no, that's called a shakedown. <laughs> she, Erica's right. Kyle got fully. Yeah, fucking Erica's like, I've been practicing them for years. I like when Erica goes, Why would you send a fucking dime? He's a fucking criminal. Oh, Erica. Oh, the parents. <laughs> Did I have my earrings back now? Um, <laughs> so now Just Andy. twirling her earrings in her ear, like, ding, 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 ding. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So now Andy's like, oh, good. Now I can beat up on someone. It's the Crystal segment. Crystal's need for safe spaces and speaking her truth left the women at a loss for words. Will this generation gap ever be bridged? It's a question for the ages. Literally. Let's watch. So then we see that. And I love the the Crystal clip is really funny because she's like. You know, you made me change a word. I mean, that's not very safe space. Like, I felt very triggered. Like, I like that they got all of her keywords in there, you know? Like, get all the millennial keywords in there. Right. So, Andy first asked about the eating disorder and why she felt the need to share it on social media. And she's talked about how she really thought it was important to say it out loud because she feels like people in her culture are quiet and keep things close to the vest. And she wanted to, you know, share it, but also show that everyone has a different experience, etc., and then someone on Twitter asks, someone from Twitter says that they are... Topo uh, from Chico says, as someone who has suffered from bulimia for two decades, our biggest fear is that someone will walk in on us binging and or purging. Is that what you experienced? And she's like, uh, no, no. You know, the situation with Sutton was um, attached to it because it was like body image issues. Like, I do have that. So it was like kind of attached to that. And um, he's like, you're from hypocrite, says, Kyle, why is it okay for you to bring up your eating disorder when Crystal's opening up, but it was wrong for Sutton to bring up her miscarriages to Diana? Isn't it the same thing? And also your home and home robbery just five minutes ago when we are talking about <laughs> Dorit. And Kyle's like... Um... And for the future, every topic that we'll bring up tonight. <laughs> Kyle's like, um, yes, it is. Um, well, look, my behavior at Garcelle's party was terrible because that's what people on Twitter told me. So, you know, and in that moment, after too much tequila, am I right? Because tequila is kind of my thing. I was thinking when someone's sharing something, like she always had to be like, I had that too. I had that too because I drank so much and I said it wrong. What I meant to say was I had it too. I guess I was just mad that I wasn't able to be the one to yes and diana in that moment and then they show the clip and it's so much worse than i remember kyle goes and she's grabbing sutton she grabs her arm and she's like she lost a baby you did not well i mean maybe years ago we don't know <laughs> fuck off My God. i know imagine if someone so, did that about the home invasion that she's piggybacked on like three different times this season with Dorit. right 
So Andy's like, well, Poop from T says, Erica, why on earth would you tell someone with an eating disorder to take laxatives? And she's no, 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 no. I said, this is what I would do. I thought I was empathizing, okay? But then I found out, hey, you can't say that. I know you. This is this is like when O.J. Simpson was going to write a book that said, if I had done it, this is how I would have done it. <laughs> like, yeah, if I did it or whatever. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, when she goes, no, 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 I'm not telling her to do it. I'm saying, if I were to do it, this is the method that I would take. Like, what? Like, we don't need that insight into your life at this moment. And she says, listen, I grew up in the dance studio, so, you know, it was coming from a high. You know, it was coming from a, how do I say it? Like, if it was me, that's how I would do it. It's like, oh, my God, Erica's still. <laughs> yeah, she keeps, she keeps like, She's leading into this. She's sticking to it. Yeah. And then Andy's like, well, you also followed up by saying, hey, don't eat the chicken nuggets. No, well, I mean, first of all, that was a bit later. And, of course, Mike Smarta said that she can't have chicken tender. Yeah, I did it. It was the wrong thing. I'm just saying, if I were to not have a snack right now, this would be the snack I wouldn't have. This cracked me up because it's the chicken tenders. And Erica goes, yeah, I did it. (laughs) I did it. It's like the end of a Matlock, you know, where you finally have (laughs) broken Erica down enough that she'll confess. And it's over a chicken nugget. (laughs) (laughs) It was the wrong thing to do. Sorry. Well, uh, Dant from Teen says, Crystal, how would you feel about Dorit sharing with the group that you threw up every day? And Crystal's like, um, that was not okay. And Dorit goes, really? 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 (laughs) How is Dorit so befuddled by that reaction? (laughs) Dorit, Dorit. You told the entire nation that Crystal vomits every single day, and she's like confused why Crystal would be mad about that. This is also another area of hypocrisy for later with Kyle that we'll talk about. But um, Love it. Crystal's like, when I shared that information with you, that was private, okay? And when I speak about it, I'm very careful with how I say it because it's graphic, it's shameful. And then when I saw that, that's unacceptable. That's not okay. And Dreet's like, oh, oh. <laughs> she goes, it was very She's gossipy. So mad. It was very gossipy and, and it was really personal. And Dorit's like, Crystal, you were talking to the entire table about it. And then still, still, I was like, gee, I had never mentioned it after that until it was brought to my attention that you raised it to the group. And I thought, gee, I'm not sharing something that's a secret. Oh, my God. Yeah, Dorit, but saying, you know, your friend is having trouble and then jumping right into, oh, I talked to her and she told me she's throwing up every day, just vomiting (laughs) everybody. But like, it's just some, you know, casual conversation. So Crystal's like, okay, well, now I'm telling you that. And we can have a discussion privately about what's private and what can be shared, but that felt terrible. And she's like, well, I'm truly sorry, I'm truly sorry, I'm truly... I should stop saying truly, because P.K. hates when I put Truvia in his frosted flakes. He gets very offended like I'm trying to trick him, which I am, of course. And Dorit has the same tone that she says I'm truly sorry as she had when she was berating Andy Cohen for yawning. She's like, well, I'm truly, truly sorry. Sir, am I boring you with my apologies? It's like, but she's like arranging her earrings like she's pissed, right? Yeah. So Andy's like, okay, well, let's turn to the dark comment Sutton supposedly made last summer. Crystal, you were implying that Sutton made racist comments, but wouldn't acknowledge what they were. I want to yawn, but I will not yawn. 
Crystal, go ahead. And she's like, well, I need to give context to the experience because that was the first time that I'd ever talked to Sutton. So, like, Sutton today, I mean, I wouldn't have had that same energy if she had said that. It would have been a different experience. And he's like, but you brought it up a year later and you did know her. And she goes, well, it was not something specific. It was like an overall conversation that made me feel a certain sort of way. And And we see the clip of her saying, you guys, there was a lot more than that said before that statement. So that's where all this is coming from. Right. And so Crystal's like, would you guys feel that way too, right? You get it. And they're like, no. They all at the same time are like, no, we don't get it. And Kyle's like, no, you said she said something very dark and it's so bad I can't repeat it. And then you go on Watch What Happens Live and you say it again. Right. Which she did. Which she did. This is all true. And I like Crystal, but (sighs) yikes, Crystal. Yeah, she did say this. I mean, I, I would have I would have liked Crystal just to have said to me what I always have inferred from this was that basically Sutton said something tone deaf. She doesn't want to go back there, but it was tone deaf. And I'm I, I imagine the darkness of it all really comes from the fact like, man, this is like after everything we just went through in the summer of 2020 that you're still talking like this. You didn't pick up on anything. I'm imagining that's where like that darkness came from. I just have I am assuming. Me too. Like, that's Me the too, vibe because of what we've she's seen, saying, right? We've seen the shit that Sutton does say. And it's yeah. like, oh, God, Sutton. Like, And we even see a clip of it where Sutton's like, and I'm looking there. And I'm looking at my, my hot tub. And I'm thinking, there is my kid. There's a little black kid. There's a little Chinese kid of some kind. There's a little, um, there's a puppy, which isn't a kid. But still, I mean, in a hot tub with children. I mean. It's just crazy. It was like the United Colors of Benetton in there. Okay. I just didn't. There was even a redhead. Okay. We even let a ginger in our pool. It's hell so to America call me racist. Yeah. I mean, we found that ginger in a locker that she had been locked in. We let her yeah. out. To be honest, it was an accident. I was just looking for the right locker. She happened to be in it. But I said, come over, get in the pool. You know, I'm not racist at all. Even nice to redheads. Yeah, I think that Crystal, I think we've said this before, Crystal basically was like, I'm drawing a line because I don't want to get like dragged into another one of these things. And I want I don't want to go back to this issue with Sutton. But by her saying, I don't want to go back there, she winds up getting dragged back there regardless. So yeah, Crystal kind of she like, does, she, she, she doesn't just articulate answer. herself well. Yeah. She doesn't answer, and that's a problem. But I also see, you know, in her defense, I see that she's made some kind of pact with Sutton. Yeah. Because every time this happens, what does Sutton do? Sutton shuts the fuck up. Well, Sutton I mean, doesn't Sutton want to go back there either. You literally know? tight-lipped, like, I am not saying a thing. Because you know whatever it was, you know, is going to be not good. You know, And, and <laughs> so. basically, Crystal is saying now, she's kind of like revised it to saying... It wasn't that she said something specific. It wasn't like a specific statement. It was the tone of the conversation was was dark to her. And which kind of I think supports like our or at least my inference of probably why she was saying, Oh, that felt dark because it was it was there's probably just reeked of tone deafness. And which I wish she just would I do wish she would say that, but I don't think she's obligated to say that. I just wish she would say that just to shut up, Kyle. Well, but, we all know that Crystal uses you know, Crystal 
uses words like it was heavy and dark and I was violated over things that other people would not use that kind of language, like that heavy language. Like she kind of codes her language in a very traumatic way. And I think that's kind of the whole segment, right? It's like, yeah, but I'm not willing to, I'm not, I'm, I'm not willing to rake her over the coals for using kind of therapy buzzwords. Cause the truth is they all do it, but they only give crystal the heat for it. I mean, look at Rinna, look at Diana, everything, you know, Diana, (laughs) Diana, you know, won't go to a store because of dust. You know, she like how many people left Kyle's house in Aspen because they weren't comfortable? You know, Rena saying that she locked the door because of Kathy Hilton. They all sort of say different versions of I felt violated. They all lead into these things of like it wasn't a safe space for me. Rena does all the psychobabble at the homeless, not toothless thing when she has a, a breakdown. They all do it. But they just come down so hard on Crystal for doing it because they like to sort of say, oh, well, she's a millennial. I think Crystal dug her. I think Crystal dug her own grave with this one, honestly, because that going on Watch What Happens and being like, oh, it was way darker than what they showed. And everyone's like, ooh, girl. And then not able to say. I mean, I think Chris, I think she dug her own hole there. And then the whole I feel violated. I mean, my opinion's on the record about that whole thing. I don't need to go back into that. But I like Crystal, but she's having trouble here. Where I really have trouble with this is when Kyle comes into it. And that's when I get pissed off for Crystal. Yeah, that's what I agree. That was the that was what made me the most pissed off. The other stuff is sort of like, uh, whatever. But when Kyle Kyle comes in and we see like real Kyle, this is Season one, Kyle, like, emerges. This is the Kyle who's not trying to be, um, you know, endeared by the public. Is that the right use of endeared? She's not trying to to be loved by the public. She's not trying to be this nice person who cares about openness and honesty. This is someone who is angry and probably jealous who is wants to take her down a peg. Well, it pisses me off because all this energy, all this uh, information is coming from Teddy. That Kyle's getting. And that just pisses me off. It's like, fucking Teddy. Shut up, Teddy. Like, how many times do people have to say it? Shut up. Just shut up. You're not on the show anymore. But here Teddy is warming her way back in. Because that's where Kyle's getting all this. So Kyle's like, well, okay. So Andy says, when I asked you on Watch What Happens Live, if that was the comment, you know, the, um, the kids in the pool thing you said it was worse than that and crystal's like well no 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 i'm sorry but that's not the comment i was referring to it was the conversation it was like a conversation it was nothing specific and kyle's like yeah but do you understand that what you're saying now is completely the opposite of what you said then then we see a clip of crystal saying there was a lot more said prior to that that was very dark so in this clip she is saying there was a lot more said yeah that confirms what I don't think I don't see that there's a contradiction whatsoever. And all of a sudden, Kyle's gonna be the contradiction police. And yet, where is this energy for Rinna or Erica? So Kyle's like, so then you weren't telling the truth in La Quinta, which that didn't prove. So mm-hmm. Crystal's like, no, this is my experience, and you called my experience lying. And Garcelle's like, no, not your experience. What you said was that she said something dark. And Crystal says, but that's how I felt. And Andy's like, ah. Because, like, either it was or it wasn't, right? But then Kyle's like, no, but hold on. You said specific. You said specific, which, no, she didn't. Yeah, Kyle, there's a reason why Kyle was a bit part on ER and not a bit part on Law and Order. Okay, she doesn't understand how to make a legal argument in Real Housewives. So Garcelle's basically like, look, you know, I wanted to know, what I couldn't understand is why, like, why didn't you just say it? Because if she said something racist... That's going to have me question my friendship with her, you know? 
And Kyle said, it felt like you wanted us to believe she said something racist. And Crystal's like, I did not want that. And if I wanted to bring that up, I would have done that two years ago. I hate that thing like you wanted us to think that she was racist. Because say what you will, Crystal being elusive when maybe she shouldn't have been elusive or or any of that. Maybe like, was it a good use to say dark? Was it good for bring up to watch happens live, etc.? This whole thing of like, you wanted us to think that she was racist. If she wanted you to think she was racist, she would have said, Sutton said this, you know? She well, was we trying also to actually already protect know Sutton. That Sutton. We already know that Sutton was saying ignorant shit because we all saw it. And this is all stemming from that same conversation that same day. So we already all know that. So Kyle being like, you wanted us to believe she said something racist. It's like, we already know that she said racially like prob- problematic like toned things, up problematic right? yeah backwards. so then crystals you know so erica goes what a cop out which is hilarious coming from fucking erica so yes. andy's like so why did you find the comment about the pool offensive you did find that offensive right and she's like yeah i did and he's like but why and she says she found it to be a very offensive conversation and you guys don't have to and like you don't have to find it offensive too and that's it and so then Andy's like, son, what's your reaction? And she's like, um, she, son's just hoping she's not called on because she just wants this to all go away. Right. So she yeah. goes, well, I understand where Crystal was coming from last year. And maybe I used motherfucking words that I shouldn't have used. And we've talked about this and I've learned a lot of stuff. And because we can be friends and we can move through it. And I think the respect from this group needs to be there as well. But why make this okay, Sutton? <laughs> why are you making it okay, Sutton? Now, so, all of a sudden, Lisa and Erica are furious that two people on the cast just want to kind of, let's move forward, let's not dwell on it. When that's all that she and Kyle and Erica and Dorit do whenever there is, like, th- there's some sort of controversy in their midst that, like, implicates them. They're always like, let's move forward. We just want to move forward. So Crystal's like, why can't we just be okay? Why won't you guys allow us? And Andy's like, well, I think it's great that you're okay, but I spent three episodes watching wondering what the dark comment was. And Crystal's like, well, make it a learning experience. And he's like, well, yeah, the learning experience seems to be don't accuse someone of saying something very dark on television. And then don't back it up. I'm like, you realize what the entire second half of the season was based off of was Rena doing that exact thing. I just want someone to finally acknowledge this on this reunion. Right. So Dorit's like, well, the reason you brought it up to begin with was Garcelle said that Sutton could have said anything and you would have said, you're that girl. And Garcelle goes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Garcelle's, Garcelle's dramatic word choice. Right. And Crystal's basically like, no, I didn't say this to make myself look good. And Dorit goes, to save yourself. And Crystal goes, it was an impossible situation. I never wanted to bring it up. It's one of my biggest regrets, not just in the experience of the show, but in my life. And then Rita, it cuts to Rita giving her like, ha, huh, face where she looks huh. at the ceiling and goes, ha, huh, ha, huh, biggest, biggest regret of your life. Ha, huh, I don't know if I believe that. I'm like, Rena, don't act skeptical about her saying something dramatic like that. You are the queen of making proclamations. You were through a glass in Amsterdam, and now you're going to, like, give this look as if Crystal's crazy for saying it's one of the biggest regrets of her life. So Andy's like, well, after Crystal talked about her safe space in La Quinta, Kyle called her a dramatic millennial. Kyle, what does it mean to be a dramatic millennial? And isn't that redundant? 
It's like, wow, geez, Damn. Andy. So, so, and then he just kind of rolls his eyes. Like he's both bored with the question and with millennials. I was like, if it weren't for millennials, you wouldn't have a sex life, boomer. Okay? <laughs> Calm it down over there. You better be thankful for where your bread is buttered. So Kyle's like, you know, it's just words like violated, safe space, triggered. And Crystal's like, yeah, but did, see, Crystal's not. She's just not very good at this. Sometimes she, I, she I agree. Goes, I mean, she's not good at this. This is not. This is not the the uh, re, re, rebuttal that she should have leaned into right here. She's like, didn't you say violated when someone broke into your home? Yes, Crystal. That's the point. That's literally being violated. Okay. And Kyle goes, well, yeah, but I mean, it was someone breaking into my home, not someone trying to bring me my coat. <laughs> yeah, I think that what Crystal should have done then was go on the offense and said violate you know this is this is semantics like how is this different from you know any other excuse any of you guys have have put up there to uh to not stay at someone's house overnight on a trip or to leave a party early i mean you have you have rinna saying you have rinna leaving crystal's own party later in the season saying i can't because i've got ptsd from kathy hilton that's to me as big of a uh, an exaggeration as this violation. And I've actually always supported Crystal saying that she felt violated. But like, if you're gonna say, "Oh, Crystal was violating," and then you have Rinna saying, "I had PTSD from Kathy Hilton having a tantrum in Aspen, and I still have this PTSD a week later," and no one's gonna come down on her about that for being like a bullshit uh, exaggeration. That honestly could be very millennial too. That's why I get frustrated is the the lack of, um, I just feel like the standards are different for different people. And of course, you know, when people are friends, you're gonna have different standards for your friends, but the way they just like go after someone in such a ruthless way, but then turn the other cheek, is that the, I'm not sure if that's the proper use of turning the other cheek, but turn the blind eye towards their friends equal behavior. So Crystal's like, listen, it's it's experience, okay? Why do you have to spend weeks harping on someone's word instead of asking about their experience? And Rena does the thinking <laughs> emoji face where she's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Crystal's like, that's all you do. I mean, why don't you just get, get to know me better? And Kyle's like, well, because I tried and I saw someone making up a story. And she goes, but it's my truth. And Kyle's like, but your truth wasn't true. And with that, I I'm with Kyle. Like, I hate that term. It's my truth. I hate that. What is the truth? Okay. Like, if it's your feelings about something, that's one thing. But it make I hate that saying. So Kyle's like, the truth is there was no dark story. Which is where Kyle's wrong again. You see this whole. Yeah, it's I don't so know. hard to even talk about this show because I I jump sides like every line. I just don't, you know, I just I just feel like Kyle is just not in a place to tell Crystal that she shouldn't have felt violated when someone walked into her room when she was fully naked. I just don't like, yeah, so if you want to argue about the word violating, if violate was too strong of a word, fine. But I just feel like at the end of the day, whatever word you're going to use, Crystal felt some sort of way and Kyle's well. not still not allowing her to feel that way. And Kyle would be furious if someone told her not to feel Kyle is the one who who goes out of her way to shed tears over something stupid like Portia dropped a cracker on the floor and like this will be one of the last times I ever get to see her do that because she's only 13 but she'll be out the house soon so like she's always taking opportunities to feel emotions about things and if someone said Kyle this is not a sentimental moment she would have your she would bite your head off 
So Andy's like, well, as a millennial, you said you weren't surprised that the women didn't know that requesting Michael Jackson was problematic. And Kyle goes, what? And he's like, well, is requesting Michael Jackson problematic? And she goes, yeah, I think so. And Erica goes, why? I was like, oh, God, a fucking course. Erica. Erica has to stand up for, like, for, like, clear um she, she has to stand up for the legal system now he beat the court he beat the accusations because you know she's it's a proxy battle for her right for like if she gets out of this like no one better say anything bad about me the charges would drop so i don't know i guess so she's gonna be going to a Woody like, Allen um, film festival tonight Andy's like, mean from girls is just a watered down version of Heather says, I want to know what Crystal did to get 14 friends to dump her. I believe it, too, because 14 is so specific. Any number would be specific. <laughs> you know, that's true. It's 13. Oh, my God. What a specific number. Like any number would be specific. <laughs> so Crystal's like, uh, first of all, this is shitty. I don't think someone should have to talk about stuff like that. It's not on the show. So Crystal's like, well, uh, actually, Rena gave me incredible advice. And Rena's like, which I usually do. Mm-hmm. Hold on, side eye emoji. <laughs> she just can't give the thumbs up emoji. I don't know if you heard about that, but Gen Z does not like the thumb up emoji. So Crystal's like, well, I said that I've got a group of friends who aren't talking to me since I've been doing the show. And then she said, well, get ready because that happens. And Carl's like, oh, well, some of these people were asked to be on the show too, though. Weren't they? Yeah. Weren't they, Crystal? (laughs) And Crystal's like, uh, and Carl's like, I mean, you said since you've been on the show, you've noticed the difference with these women. But some of these women have been asked to join, you know, and and Crystal goes, well, it's when I got on the when I got the show is when they started doing this. And and Carl goes, ah. Didn't you just say it was after you got the show that they got weird with you? Like, like Kyle thinks she's like busting open some huge case. And she goes, no, that's when I said I talked to her about it. But it was like before the show. It was before the show. She goes, but you just said that it was when you got on the show. And Garcia goes, yes, she did. <laughs> and Crystal's like, okay, like after I said yes to the show, I think... And I hate having to, like, decipher what people are saying, but Crystal's so bad at it. Yeah. I think she's saying there was, like, problems with her friends when they were all deciding to do the show. The rumor is, is that a couple of people were in contention to do, or, what do you call it? They were in the running to do the show, and that Crystal was telling them, oh, no, don't do it. That's stupid. I would never do it. And then Crystal turned around and took the show, and then they all got mad at her. That's a rumor. I don't know if it's true. But it sounds like there was... But then, stuff about that, but whatever it is, it's not your fucking business, Kyle. But then Kyle kind of like gaslights the situation because she goes, "This is all very confusing." I'm like, well, you made it confusing because you're you were the one who was splitting hairs over did they did they react when you got the show, after you got the show, during the show? Like she starts really getting granular about the timeline of this, and then it gets confusing for everyone. And then she goes, this is confusing. It's like, well, you did that, Kyle. You made you that. You confused it. Yeah. And, and, and Crystal's like, how? How is this confusing? Which it was nice to see her finally getting pissed. And Kyle's like, because you just contradicted yourself before, after, after, before. I mean, those are different words. And she's like, I just clarified it, Kyle. How is it confusing? Uh, is anyone else confused? And Erica's like, I'll <laughs> you know, if I request Michael Jackson, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Kyle's like, she's like, 
You said the women after you started filming, they got weird. And Rinna said, get used to it. And Crystal goes, yeah, well, well, that started before I filmed. And Kyle goes, oh, okay. So it has nothing to do with you being on TV then. Okay. Cause I had heard it had nothing to do with the show, but I don't want to talk about that stuff. You know, uh, that, I love that, that was Kyle. said about it. I love that Kyle acts like that's how it works. Like just one day they call you, they're like, you're on the show now. And then you show up and you start shooting a show. It's like years of interview processes. It's like a year. It's like a long time that you go through the interview process, that they come do test shoots at your house, that you kind of meet people, then you may be on it and you may not be on it. It's not just an easy timeline. And Kyle fucking knows that. You know, yeah, that's what's well, so annoying. But what's also annoying here is that she also is saying, I heard it had nothing to do with the show, but I don't want to talk about that stuff. So suddenly it's totally cool to be vague about conversations, you know, like suddenly Just it's okay to leave them there. Yeah, you, you can you can assassinate someone's character, but you don't have to get into it deeply and just leave it there. And I, that, again, is where that's that hypocrisy that just makes my my blood boil with this show. So now Diana joins from home and Diana's like, hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> she doesn't and even. Garcelle just <laughs> looks away like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. This piece of trash. Diana doesn't even try to pretend to be sick. She doesn't throw in a sniffle. She doesn't throw in a cough. She doesn't try to change her voice. And she also doesn't wear anything she doesn't even do like the, I'm sick, so I wear a sweater today. She just like is in a, she just looks perfectly healthy. And so. Um, I think and, she got new teeth. Maybe they were like COVID teeth. <laughs> I mean, know. her teeth got COVID. So and, Andy's like, well, I know that you're very sick, but I got to tell you, if this is sick, you look pretty good. She goes, oh, Andy, you don't want to see what I look like this morning. Uh, uh, was that you trying to cough? Yes, I just imagine being in poor people's shop with dust everywhere. Huh? Huh? Well, your lawyers are very busy. You sent cease and desist letters because of rumors about you online. The biggest accusation is that you're some sort of madam and your book was a catalog of sorts. We had no idea about this when we cast you. This is crazy. <laughs> And nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, that book was done. I'm very, very proud of it. And it was done. It has done a lot of good for a lot of people. It broke my heart to now have to defend something that was so special. Well, there's a lot of chatter that you had something to do with Jeffrey Epstein. Did you know Jeffrey Epstein? And she's like, oh, I never met that man. It's very funny mm, to find out that picture was in 97 in New York. Well, in 97, I was refugee in London without even paperwork. So it's actual physical impossibility. <laughs> well, you've been linked for, to everyone from Justin Timberlake to Guy. Richie as well. She goes, oh. What is this, Andy? What the fuck is that? How are you going from uh, Jeffrey, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein and making it sound like, oh, yeah, well, you're also linked to Justin Bieber and Guy Ritchie. Like, okay, are they also <laughs> sex trafficked? Is there any story with that there? And what about Kid Rock? How about that? And Diana's like, oh, femme fatale. I'm a very busy woman. I don't know how I even do all these things. <laughs> They're my friends. Am I allowed to have friends? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, but that would be the same allegation of Jeffrey Epstein. So, 
anyway, everyone's like, yeah, oh, oh, I mean, gosh, it's just Diana. I mean, Diana, she's so rich and famous. <laughs> and so Garcelle's pissed. She's the only one not like laughing all over Diana. And right. so Andy said, well, you also caused a big deal with an Instagram account called Philly Diva. What happened there? She goes, oh, my God, I was so mortified, just so mortified. And he's like, well, what did you think you were saying there? And she says, well, you know, black content to me, um, I associate with dark web or something not positive, you know? Like, if you say, like, I didn't associate it with female or skin color or any of that. Um, I don't know what race is, but I do know what the dark web is. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, how'd that The dark web? Out? Well, how the fuck do you know about the dark web? What are you talking about? And Andy's like, well, Crystal, when she explained it to you, well, did you understand her, her intent? And Crystal's like, well, when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck? So I was like going to call her out. And then so I called her to call her out. And she starts screaming, like, can you believe there's black content creators out there? And I was like, what are you saying? And she said, they admit they write just mean things. They just troll us. And then I understood that she didn't understand. I was like, hmm. I don't know. It seems a little bit like a pass. A, a total pass. Yeah, it really does. Really? You didn't notice that the one person's account that you're commenting on is a black woman? Like, out of all of the people on Instagram who are posting about your bullshit, the one you go after is this small, new black woman creator. Yeah. Like, Diana's so full of shit. So she's like, oh, it took me 10 minutes to even process it. And then it was fast apology after that. And I can't apologize enough. <laughs> God, Diana wants to be the smartest person in the room and the dumbest person in the room. Like, you can't yeah. be both. Yeah, Take you can't be both. Huh? You can't be, you can't be stop, smart and stupid, okay? Huh? So Andy's like, well, in Aspen, the Lion Air crash victims were a big topic of conversation. Diana, you said that they should put their money where their mouth is, and you announced you'd give money to the victims. She goes, oh, I did. You know, money has been given, and while Erica is fighting her hands are tied, we can join efforts to help. Yeah, I don't know that there's any proof of that. I'm going to have to look that up before the next reunion about how who's been giving given the money by Diana because at the time this was filmed, the lawyer in charge in, in uh, who was running that case in on behalf of all the victims said no, it was just some uh, something she filed with like a website, you know, like a startyourowncharity.com or whatever website and she hadn't even contacted them to know how to get in touch with any of the victims. So, right. I mean, I don't know. Fact check. I'm calling for a fact check on that one. So Andy's like, Erica, what's your reaction? It seemed like a troll in some way and like you would be pissed. Which, by the way, Erica was because she was liking comments that were like, oh, Diana's just doing this to look uh, to look good and blah, blah, blah. And kind of dissing Diana over it that Erica was liking these comments. But of course, now Erica, who's, I think, just about to go to Hawaii or just come back from Hawaii with Diana <laughs> in this timeline, is like, uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, she was just saying, if we're going to continue to berate somebody over orphans and widows, why not do something about it? Yeah. She's like, I think it's wonderful. And then it just comes to Diana squinting like, you're welcome. So then Andy says, uh, Diana, there are a lot of people who are accusing you of being behind the bots that went after Garcelle's son. What's going through your mind, Garcelle? And, I mean, Garcelle... She was just like holding it. She was like so pissed at Diana, you know? And she, Garcelle's like, yeah, I thought that she was behind it. And Diana's, 
you you think I would send that to to Yax? You think I would do that? And Garcelle's like, I did. And then I goes, oh. yeah, she's like, yes. Yeah, she's like, well, you obviously have very low opinion of me if you would think I would be beyond bullying a 14-year-old. And Garcelle goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do have a very low opinion. I'm not even giving uh, you a, what? I yeah. died. I literally cheered out loud. And then Diana is just like, oh. And then she just kind of sits back like she can't. What do you say to that? You yeah. know? So then when we come back from break, um, they're still going about this. And Diana's like, I don't know how evil I must appear. Mm, if you even consider that I would do this to Jax. And everyone's staring at Garcelle. It's a long pause. And Garcelle goes, well, Diana also sent me. Well, let me tell you, you haven't just let me finish talking, please. Because mm-hmm. Diana knows what's coming. Yeah. She goes, Diana also sent me a threatening text. And Andy asked what it was. And Diana's like, oh, no, I just asked her to pencil the name because we were getting death threats. So I said, pencil, pencil. Pencil's like a big, big word for her this for the rest of the episode. Garcelle goes, well, Jax was at his dad's house when he got that very last text. And it was horrific. And in the post, it said, leave Diana alone. And so he wrote on the text, like, you've gone too far. Because that was the text that, that Jax posted on his social media. And then, and Garcelle says, you know, he's a 14-year-old kid. He gets this horrendous message. He's not thinking, let me take out Diana's name so she's not implicated. He put it out there because he's fearful. So Diana thinks we should have her name taken out. She's like, no, I said pencil to protect families. Pencil. I'm starting a new charity. Pencil for families. Pencil. 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 (laughs) Protect our family because we're getting death threats. And Garcelle's like, but Diana, when Jax received that, he wasn't thinking of protecting anyone but himself. And Kyle's like, well, I think what she's trying to say is you could have deleted it and taken out out her name and then reposted it. And she goes, yes, pencil. That's what I'm I'm saying. Pencil. (laughs) And Garcelle's like, are you fucking kidding me? So you want, in the middle of me protecting my child, I'm supposed to come and save all of you? And And then Erica goes, you don't have to save me. I'm like, okay. Shut up, Erica. (laughs) Shut up. It's not about you. So Garcelle's like, this is outrageous. Everyone had picked it up. And so now I'm supposed to save you? That's exactly right. Fucking Diana. Yeah. Okay? They're coming on here and saying, leave Diana alone or you should have a fucking knee on your neck, but you don't because you have a white daddy. I mean, what the fuck, Diana? And and then Diana goes, I do understand, sweetheart, which is so patronizing. And then she goes, but I'm telling you, like, we got death threats and in my country when they're they issue death threats those are actual threats and for her to actually uh imply that what is sent to Jax is not an actual threat is such bullshit like the amount of racial violence that happens in this country is so off the charts when people when, you know uh, you know when people receive those things that's not just like a like a little light spam thing i mean you know you know when 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 my boyfriend has to you know, consider every single time, you know, a cop drives by or people walking down the street, what they may or may not do, what they may assume of him at every given moment and how a comment like that from a spam bot could just trigger all that and to be like, oh, but in my country, the threats are real as if all of those threats are some figment of of Jax's and Garcelle's imagination is so dismissive and so rude and so uncalled for. Like, just Well, Garcelle awful. just looks away from her, like, not even dealing with her bullshit at all. And Garcelle goes, well, your threat was real to me, too. And Andy says, well, what was the threat? 
And she said, basically, she said, if anything happens to me or my family, I'm coming for you. Oh, it's worse than that. So we see the text and it says, believe me when I say if anything happens to my children, you will be held legally responsible and no Bravo contract will stop me. I guess by making Cherie take down my birthday post, you wanted to solidify me as a racist and actually ruin my life. And Diana goes, but how? How a threat? Legally or physically? And she's like, a threat's a threat. You want me to tell you what a threat means? A threat is a threat. She goes, no, a threat is not threat i had a murder in my family oh shut up with that yeah. you don't get to fucking pull out your victim shroud and say bosnia and refugee every time you do something shitty how dare you and Herod, how dare you in the memory of your family that you're using this in some petty fucking fight every time you get caught saying but my but refugee like you don't get to fucking do that you did make a threat and there is no difference you don't have to threaten to murder somebody you threaten to sue the pants off somebody and what is that going to do to somebody who doesn't have 300 million dollars that they fucking banged their way into you don't get to do that man well and it also shows you know like her family has gone through a horrific trauma of of murder and and so when she receives that threat it obviously triggers her but i don't know why she's saying basically saying you have to hold space for for this trigger in my life trigger whereas then a second ago she's basically dismissing very real traumatic triggers for garcelle and her son oh and she starts the whole i had murder in my family my family has been murdered murder is murder and when someone tells you they're going to stab your son or your daughter with a knife that is a threat well what the fuck (laughs) they did tell her that that's what got us here in the first place you can't blame her for other people threatening like you can't blame her for any repercussions right and you also, know, of your behavior that's bullshit by the way and also another aspect take away all these other components about it but garcelle is a celebrity you know it is a very it is a reality of being a celebrity and being in the public eye that there are unhinged people that do write these things and then do act on them and so for for diana to be like oh this was not a real threat you know it's totally conceivable that that this you, you i think as a celebrity if you get something like this you never know what are just like you know scare tactics and, and what is someone who's really unhinged you just don't well, know I think on the what other she's end. saying i think what she's saying is the death threats are real but that her threatening garcelle isn't really a threat that's just something that's some you know light thing and she shouldn't be t- putting it in the same space as a death threat No, you're threatening somebody. All she said was that you wrote her a text threatening her, which you fucking did. When she's dealing with all of this other stuff, you make it about yourself and then threaten her and then continue to post shit about her every day to get all of your crazies stirred up against her to keep posting bad shit about her and at her. You're a fucking monster lady. I'm not falling for your your big-lipped, tongue-hanging-out smile. You are full of shit. You are pure evil. I hope they get rid of your ass. It's a nervous Terrible. It's a nervous What a terrible fucking person. So Garcelle's basically like, I'm just not talking to her anymore. And so Diana says, I will help you protect your child. I have means to hire lawyers. We're going to find out who actually did this. I have means and lawyers, which I just fucking threatened you with in that text, by the way. So don't you feel hugged? Can't you wait till they show up at your door? Shut up. And then Andy says, well, if Diana were here today, what would be the number one thing that you would want to say to her? And Garcelle says, I would say to Diana, why is she so obsessed with me? That's what I'd like to know. And Diana goes, because you're gorgeous. And she goes, and he goes, no, I don't 
don't you don't mean it. She doesn't Diana mean it that making way. it all a big joke. Cut your gorgeous baby. <laughs> Shut up. So Garcelle goes, no, no, no. She's targeting me on social media almost every day. Which thank God she said that. And then we see these clips. Like, in what world is it okay to laugh about watching someone burn to death and spitting on her speechless? That's the, if she was burning to death, I would. if she was on fire, I wouldn't spit on her. Like, I'm not giving her the time of day. And then, dear Garcelle, next time you go on national television, why don't you educate viewers on how many times I went to Haiti, your home country? Oh, wow, you've donated to black people, so now Garcelle has to be nice to you? I mean, this woman is just a pig this woman is an absolute pig i can't she is a monster and we heard nothing but terrible stories about her before she came on the show from people that we know here and guess what i am gonna pull the cocks i don't ha- i'm not obligated to say what anything but we've heard nothing but terrible things and she has fully lived up to and exceeded all those terrible things and Garcia and then she accused them of she accused her of oh she says uh they couldn't find you're actually mocking my me you're actually mocking my spelling publicly neither of them could find something else to bully on but my spelling my accent and my miscarriage she never fucking bullied you on your miscarriage yeah what are you talking about she's basically Garcelle's just like please just leave me alone I don't hate you Diana I just want to be left alone I mean I'll I am I would be shocked if Bravo brought her back. I mean, I feel like they basically have ed- like edited her out of most of the second half of the season, you know, and and she didn't show up at the reunion. So I think that like, I think we may see some flashes of her next episode, but I think that she, I think she is done. Like she, she's not going she to BravoCon, is she? Done. I don't think she's going no. to BravoCon. No, I mean no, she wouldn't go she, anyway. She's a trash, trash human being. She is. And uh, Garcelle's like, listen, just stop harassing me. I haven't harassed anyone here. And she's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? I mean, just leave me alone. You know, leave us all alone. Fucking close the laptop and walk away. Okay? Yeah. Anyway, so, (laughs) as usual, another hour of a Beverly Hills reunion underpinned with huge amounts of darkness. Well, the biggest sin to me is to make this not fun. You know, like, usually it's like shade and you get mad over little things, but Diana is just disgusting. And this pulling this, like, but refugee, when she gets caught is... It's below, ma'am. It's like below the line. How dare you try and ruin a housewives show? That's your well. To me, sin. this to How me it is you? fun because she's just basically making herself look like an ass in front of the entire audience. And like it's moments like that that I love that I live for with the reunion where people just they it's all they it all gets it's all out there. And so watching her watching the audience watching fellow content creators just eviscerate her this morning to me that is pure fun and joy i am i'm happy for it and um yeah listen it was definitely it was a reunion i was i was engaged and engaged the entire time and it it was not aside from the halloween moment there there was no fluff here it was not like endless an endless segment about boobs and shoes and glam it was it was a good episode i thought even if it did make me furious yeah it was good but fuck her yeah, fuck her. Anyway, uh, thanks everyone for being here, for listening and watching. Um, we're going to be back with some Salt Lake City next, also with Crappens on Demand. So go to patreon.com slash watch for Crappens. And until then, we will talk to you on the next one. Bye, everyone.
Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickolus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. She's a good hobby, it's Lauren Hobgood. Nobody holds a candle to Jane. Amy Kendall. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>